This is the world we're living oh, And these are the hands we're given oh, Use never let's start trying oh, To make it a place worth living in This guy does some really incredible music. I'm going to be sharing some more of his stuff. I was just watching. And they're really old, too. So sorry for being late and tomorrow not having a show. So it's a little bit. I've been quite a busy little bee. I have. <laughs> uh, I thought that rather than me explain to you um, or tell you, I am pretty sure all of you have seen Millie's video. But um, she is free now. Uh, she was completely told, you're fine, you're good to go. We have no case. And that should terrify everyone. Because if she did not have a good war chest, if she did not have lawyers, if it was you or I, because let me tell you something, I had the whole state, I had the Attorney General of North Dakota come at me with false allegations, manufactured bullshit, no 
loss, no complaint, no nothing. No one helped me. He got me bankrupt. He did. And put me in a very compromising situation, which made it even worse, you know, a couple years later. This is what they do. For Millie, I knew all they wanted was her kids. That is what they were after, because that is the ultimate blackmail when they go for your children. Here's Millie Weaver telling you right after her case was dismissed what kind of happened. Hey guys, this is Millie Weaver. I'm coming to you from the Portage County Courthouse in Ohio, and I have great news. All charges were dropped today, and the case was dismissed. So what does that tell you? The prosecutor had zero evidence, and really, the way he went about dismissing it, he it, it was really kind of a CYA move where he tried to just pin it all on um, the supposed victim that they weren't willing to testify and that therefore they didn't have a case and tried to make it as though that, um, you know, that obviously he's going to try to make it so we're guilty, right? But he had no evidence. He admitted he had no evidence and that really that tells you that there should have never been a case. So how did they get a secret grand jury indictment in order to arrest me when they never had any evidence of a crime and their case was completely just weak? I mean, on discovery, they pretty much had nothing. It was insane. Uh, it just goes to show that this was a horrible miscarriage of justice. I believe I was targeted. I mean, my court date was literally for trial. My trial date was scheduled for November 3rd on election day. And I'm supposed to think that it's not political. Um, unbelievable. Many of you guys have been asking me about my case and I've had to be silent about it. The judge initially on my arraignment day told me that I needed to not say that this was a government conspiracy. Otherwise she would throw me back in jail. Well, here's the deal. The case has been dismissed. My lawyers are now working on getting the entire thing expunged from my record, and that should probably take about a month. Um, but I am going to be doing a full-on video documentary on this entire thing, spelling out what happened at every precise moment, uh, answering all of your questions in this documentary. I'm telling you right now, my arrest and what happened to me is an even bigger story than Shadowgate. It's it's a journalist being targeted. It's a journalist being targeted. There should have never been a case. This was, you know, a miscarriage of justice. And today, even though the charges have been dropped, I still feel like I've been wronged and I still feel like there hasn't been justice because this should have never happened. And the media was able to run a bunch of hit piece smear campaigns on me. Um, the internet is forever. Of course, all these media outlets, you saw Fox News, USA Today, I mean, all Huffington Post, all the news outlets covered my arrest, put up there that, you know, I, I did these horrible crimes and being charged with all these felonies. Let's see how many of these news organizations cover the fact that all these charges were dropped and that I was exonerated and that I am innocent. How, how many of them are going to do that? You see, um, some people have questioned, well, you know, might have this arrest helped Shadowgate? Well, yes and no. 
I mean, Shadowgate probably did go more viral because I was arrested. However, the credibility of Shadowgate was then questioned because who is this criminal girl that, you know, was was the reporter behind Shadowgate? You know, they were able to discredit it more easily and, and get the, the story off of the actual content of Shadowgate and move it on to my arrest. So anyway, I'm going to be announcing today that I'm going to be seeking legal remedy. Um, I feel like I have been wronged. I feel like this has been a horrible miscarriage of justice. Um, the police essentially slandered me in their own police reports. and. Um, I am, I am going to be taking action back because this should not happen to anyone. And I know this happened to me and thank God I had so many wonderful supporters like you guys out there that were able to raise me a legal defense fund so that I could fight back and get good lawyers. But the financial burden that was placed down upon me and my family was designed to destroy me. It was designed to destroy me. No regular person could handle that. I mean, the fact, if I wouldn't have had that legal defense fund, I don't know what I would have done. I was financially ruined over the whole thing. I mean, I lost my job. I got fired. So much for uh, Alex Jones, right? Sticking by people's sides and caring about fighting against injustice, fighting against the globalists, fighting against corrupt government officials when the minute they come after me, you know, he turns his back on me. I feel really let down. I feel really let down. And I hope that many of the people out there that, you know, that took this opportunity to kick me while I was down or run the knife through my back while I was unable to face them. I hope that those people will apologize and at least cover that I've been exonerated and admit that they were wrong and admit that they shouldn't just jump to conclusions and jump on board with the fake news narratives okay we should always be questioning these these movements that look like media narratives that look controlled we should always be questioning them but you know there's those people that in your life are going to be fair weather friends and i get it and i'm sure all of you get it you guys have all i'm sure had a moment in your life where you needed help and others turned their back on you or you were accused of something and others you know went along with other other people and threw you under the bus and it's unfortunate but i'm just so lucky that i have all of you all of you wonderful supporters that stuck by my side and were praying for me um because today we got a great outcome and i couldn't have done it i could not have done it without the prayer warriors out there praying for me, supporting my family. Um, I can't believe that CPS even tried to take my kids. I mean, imagine that. A case, no evidence. A secret grand jury indictment just scooping someone up out of their home out of nowhere for a case that supposedly happened back in April and then they arrest you the day you're releasing a mind-blowing documentary that talks about government corruption against the deep state i mean i'm revealing the deep state's blueprints and that morning while i'm uploading i get arrested by police and the police are literally scrambling around like they don't even know what's happening they're getting calls on the phone of who to arrest they don't even have paperwork in hand yeah that's totally normal no it's not it's not normal 
anyway, stay tuned, guys. Um, you know, Shadowgate 2 has come out. If you haven't heard about that yet, go to millennialmillie.com and watch it. You can also watch it on YouTube as well. I've uploaded it there, um, but there's no guarantee that YouTube won't pull it at some point. Um, but please continue to support me. Continue to uh, follow along with the Shadowgate series. There's going to be a Shadowgate 3. And many, in the same way that Flynn was targeted in a witch hunt, I was targeted in a witch hunt. In the same way that President Trump was targeted in a witch hunt, I was targeted in a witch hunt. Um, this is a scary time we're in right now where uh, you can no longer is it just targeting people on Facebook and you know targeting conservatives on Facebook. But now we see journalists and politicians that are conservative or, or that are just anti-deep state, anti-establishment being targeted. This is scary. So thank you again for your support, guys. Um, I love you. I'm so, I am relieved in many ways, but I'm gonna fight back because someone needs to do it. And I hope you guys will support me in my efforts to fight back against corrupt government officials and against the deep state. Thanks so much. This is Millie Weaver signing off. Right, so that happened today and uh, we kind of knew that it was going to get dropped because like I've said, there was an, it was not, there was nothing there. It was all fake. It was all manufactured. And, you know, like Millie said, so many people jumped on the wagon, disgusting people. Oh, she's raising money and there's nothing there. She beat her mother. She did. That was all lies, lies and lies. And if they could have found anything, I mean, look at what they did. Eat crow to all those people. Eat crow. Disgust. She's lying about what she wants the money for and what she was arrested for. No, she's not. She was arrested because she was releasing the video. They needed to shut her up. They needed to grab her kids so they can blackmail her so she can give up all the documents and everything she knows. That is what they do. Shut her down. I've been the victim of it. And because they couldn't just manufacture something, right? They weren't that crafty. Uh, they just manufactured civil. Oh, we're going to throw in words that are criminal. And I sat there in court and said, dude, what you're saying is a crime. Judge said, I agree. Can we go to criminal court, please? He's like, no, no, no. We don't want to go to criminal court. Why? No. All you want to do is defame me, slander me, cause me trouble and put me through civil Olympics and hula hoops so that you can do what burn me to the ground. That is exactly what they do. That is what they did to me. And that's what they did to Millie. So where is that disgusting Caitlin Bennett? Where's Alex Jones eating crow? What about every other idiot that wrote pieces about Millie being such a terrible human? They do it all the time. They ruin people's lives and no one is there to come up and say, where's Scott Adams of Red State who jumped on it, him and his stupid self, saying that we associate with people that beat their parents and take their kids. Talk shit about me too. Can you see the war? This is how they shut people up. And the thing is, the minute I saw that she was arrested, I was working overtime because I was like, damn, her kids. Remember, she was in jail and she thought 
that CPS already had taken her kids. That's how hard I was. It was so scary. I am so glad that it's over for her. And now it's time to hold them accountable. The cops that lied in there, they were putting stuff like, oh, she works for InfoWars. She's like a Trumper, you know, stuff like that. Like, why would you say that? You're a police officer. Who the hell was on this grand jury that with no evidence issues an indictment? Eat crow. All of you eat crow. For me, I feel kind of sad because I was like, when I needed help, no one was there to help me. All I did was get kicked down, kicked down, which made me dependent on my ex-husband, which was even worse for me. <laughs> worse, you know, because I was completely dependent, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I recognized it from a mile away to set up. I mean, what are the odds that they're going to do a hit piece on me the same day they arrest Millie? Because the video was coming out. This is where it is. Now, I'll tell you what. For three years, I was being kicked, kicked, kicked. There were a few people. I can name them I, uh, 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 in, on like one and, uh, one and a half hands that were there for moral support to listen to me when I was struggling. Uh, I was really struggling because I was not, ex uh, you know, expecting it. I didn't have a war chest. I had me. I didn't have anyone by my side. I had a whole community of, you know, trolls. I had everything. I am, I was not going to let that happen to Millie. She had young children. She had done so much and she had been through so much. There was no way I was going to let that happen to another human being. For me, I, you know, tried to come back, but imagine if it was you, right? How many times that can happen to you? You know, how many times that happens throughout our nation to various people just as political opponents, you know, um, someone in a message today, cause I was, I'm having a really crappy day today. My closet was raining again. I'm so pissed. I am so pissed. But anyway, um, yeah, it was raining in my closet again. Um, it's like, seriously, like it's as if someone says you don't need shoes, <laughs> Like, come on. Um, so I'm having a really crappy day, just, you know, delays. And But I hope it gets better because I'm going to see my former priest's wife. Haven't seen her in months. And I get to hang out with her. And then, um, um, you know, tomorrow's Phoebe's birthday, so I won't be doing a show. Or we're not going to be watching the feed. So we're going to be doing uh, the feed on Friday night and an extra show on Saturday. So I want you guys to understand, yeah, we've all seen it, how they take President Trump and his family through the mud, uh, you know, cause them heartache and pain, uh, the slander. But I'm telling you from just an average person's, well, you know, as average as one can be, right, <laughs> side, it killed me. Uh, it killed me. Uh, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I remember the first 15 days I was in such a dark place that I couldn't stop crying because I didn't understand how so much evil exists. And I was like, well, this is the United States of America. Shit like this isn't supposed to happen to average people. Um, but you know, I had seen really evil things happen, but I'd never seen them target individuals, uh, that hard.
I mean, I had the whole force of the state and the whole state, you know, of the attorney general. They gave my life a colonoscopy. They were claiming things and putting them in a file like fake shit. Like I have no criminal record and they were putting things in there. And I was like, what the is going on? Like you can't just put anything. Apparently you can file anything you want in a civil case. Anything. You can put whatever you want. You don't have to prove it. You just, you can put it there and you don't even have to reference it. You just make it part of the case. And I was thinking, who the fuck are these judges? Why are they on a bench? How are they letting this happen? And still, they're still sitting on benches for now, for now, because for me, there was a, uh, you know, gang stalker, the gang stalkers are real. We've talked about this before. They get paid to do things. That same gang stalker had teamed up with Ali, with um, people from InfoWars, with Caitlin Bennett. Same person. Same person. Her name is Miranda Heisler. She's a fat, dumb idiot that lives in a trailer and, and bakes cheesecakes and mooches off of the government, but she gets paid as a CI. She's the most disgusting human, uh, sorry excuse for a human being I, I've ever seen. Um, that woman even added to the fuel for Millie Weaver. So... You have to understand just how organized these people are. Organized like the Sunrise Movement, organized like Antifa. These back shadow attackers, right, are very organized. I mean, look how orchestrated it was from InfoWars to Ali Alexander, who made all these claims called Millie part of a satanic cult, started making shit up. You know, um, I was just like, what the, like, this can't be happening. People have to be, you know, smarter than that. But, you know, again, thank God, thank God the children were safe. That was the concern. And thank God they, you know, it came out. Um, now Millie can go back to work. She wasn't allowed to leave the state. She wasn't allowed to do anything. Now she has a record that she has to pay to get expunged. So she's very lucky that she has someone, um, um, you know, a good, a good lawyer. <laughs> and that's thanks to you guys. That's thanks to you guys for, um, for supporting her. Because what I saw is even conservatives were coming out saying nasty, nasty things. Like she lied about why she got arrested. You know, it was under false. It wasn't about the uh, the the actual uh, documentary. Yes, it was because it was all fake. And so they can all eat crow. That is my specialty crow. When my time comes, it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever see the time. I still have to finish that filing for the Supreme Court. And, you know, how do I get judges removed? I mean, we're busy winning an election right now. I got to do that at another time. Right. I got to find a lawyer. I got to do all these things. Oh, my gosh. But for now, the good thing is, is that Millie can work again. They're all done with that CPS stuff last week, and now this was thrown out, so that's that's great. And um, I'm really grateful for all the help you gave um, uh, to Millie because without it, nothing. So they dropped all the charges because um, there was nothing to charge. They had, like, zero evidence, nothing. They just made shit up. They just wrote it up and put it together. That was it. That was it. They just wrote it up and that was it. But I've told you before that you can indict a ham sandwich at a grand jury. Right. But to think when you're going for crimes like burglary, then you change it to 
th- <laughs> to wait, it was burglary at first, then they changed it to robbery. You know, how do you change something that was done months ago by a grand jury within a span of a couple of hours? There was a lot of funny business. and A lot of people are going to go to jail because this has just started. So I'm glad that Millie Weaver has a war chest and she can go after this. She can get the expungement. Now we have to help her, you know, regain, uh, you know, her integrity by suing the shit out of them. I mean, I really wish I could sue the shit out of the attorney general, sue the shit out of the Minot Daily News, <laughs> shit out of those two judges. I just want them fired because they shouldn't be sitting on a bench. It's atrocious what they let happen. It should never have happened. They should have been like, dude, this is really messed up, man. You've got no crime, no complaint, no loss. Why are you coming here? What remedy do you want? That's the question. When you go to court, like for me, I'm going to wait and see if YouTube releases uh, the funds that they owe Millie. Obviously, it's through me, but through Millie. If they don't, it's theft. So what do I do? I go down to the court, civil court, and I file a case, and I'm like, I want remedy for this money and whatever court fees I have, period, because I lost this. The attorney general, he went down there in North Dakota and said, I'm filing this against her. Okay, well, what evidence do you have? I said so. Do you have any laws? No, but there could be a loss. And he even asked them to not let me use the internet. Like we're talking crazy shit. Nobody understands the stuff that I've been through. That's why it was so easy for me to see this coming. Because when I saw that Millie was arrested, I was like, damn, damn, what did they do? Why did they do this to her? They did it. And that's the thing. They, they, I, I could see it coming from a mile away. I knew what they were doing. So, um, because I've been there. I mean, it's a lot easier for, you know, right? Hookers can recognize hookers, right? Because they all turn tricks at one point. So they know each other, right? They're like winky wink, right? Um, or you could spot out a mechanic if you're a mechanic, right? Kind of like that. So I could spot that out really easy. And it was, it was really horrible. So that is a win for the good guys, guys. In the meantime, we still have personal attacks against our president. Lying media. Lying media that really doesn't care how much they lie. They will lie, 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 and lie again. And not even be concerned about it. Because at the end of the day, they own your TV. They own your radio waves and your social media. Because it's a monarchy. When you realize that you're wearing invisible chains, things start to make sense. Take a listen to this beautiful report of just fake ass news. Most powerful Republican in the Senate. And he tells Manu, I quote Senator Thune here, I would like to see in the closing days of the campaign, him prosecute the argument against the Democrats and the difference in policies. Stay away from personal attacks. Quit attacking the media. Quit attacking Fauci and focus on issues. He's got to stay disciplined to do it. And I think that's how you're going to win over the middle people. Okay, so you just heard the list of things Senator Thune said not to do. In other words, he's saying, President Trump, don't do this. Michigan, she has to open up. She wants to be a dictator in Michigan. Um, And the people can't stand her. Now we have Kristen Welker. She's a a disaster. Pandemic. They're getting tired of the pandemic, aren't they? Getting tired of the pandemic. You turn on CNN, that's all they cover. COVID, COVID, pandemic, COVID. People are tired of hearing Fauci and all these idiots. Fauci's a disaster. I mean, this guy is being...
So let me just pause this for a second. I love everything President Trump is saying. He's right. He's calling them by their name. But she quoted Thune. Remember what I told you about Thune? How he's a fucking rhino and he shouldn't be there. South Dakota, what are you doing? Why is he still there? That guy didn't even want to be at Mount Rushmore. He wanted to leave. He was just like, hey, see ya. He didn't even want to be around President Trump. Why the heck is he still there? See, that's the guy I'm going to get rid of after the elections. If I listened to him, we'd have 500,000 deaths. Stay away from personal attacks. Quit attacking the media. Quit attacking Fauci. Good luck, Senator Thune. Just tonight, as if to put an explanation point on the chaos Trump has created, the president abruptly walked out of an interview with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes, an interview, right, that he had chosen to do. He had acquiesced to doing. He had sat down to do. Then he walked out. CNN learning the president spoke with Stahl for about 45 minutes. And then he was supposed to tape a joint interview with the vice president, Mike Pence. The president, though, then walked away. Then he tweeted a video attacking Stahl for not wearing a mask during the interview. Now a person familiar with the situation tells CNN Stahl had a mask on from the time she entered the White House until just before the interview began. That video was apparently taken immediately after Trump ended the interview and Stahl had not yet uh, gone back to get her mask. Just now, Trump tweeting, I'm pleased to inform you for the sake of accuracy and reporting, I am considering posting my interview with Leslie Stahl. Wait, they were talking about the masks, right? Hold on. Let's check that out for a second. Let's do a little bit of fact checking. Not too hard. Super easy. Easy fact checking. You ready, you guys? Just so you can see how fake the news is. Super fake. Like beyond super fake. Okay. So let's go to President Trump's timeline. So um, I just want to see these pictures. So they're interviewing. No mask. I get that. Perfect. No mask. Nope. Oh, wait. Not interviewing. No mask. Not interviewing, no mask. Not interviewing at all, still no mask. Not interviewing, still no mask. I'm just saying. Oh, wasn't this fun? <laughs> I don't want to be 20 cent. Oh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. But did you see how easy that was to fact check the whole mask thing? CNN, oh, she worried. She just didn't wear it when they did the interview. <laughs> liars like stop we already know you're a liar let's go all of 60 minutes prior to airtime this will be done so everybody can get a glimpse of what fake and biased interview is all about okay senator thune what did he say again quit attacking the media again good luck senator thune is, is picking a fight like that, really spending time on that, a good use of time? That's what this comes down to for the president of the United States when there are two weeks to go until election Who day. Who made her hall Even monitor? the president's own party says no. Caitlin oh Collins God. is traveling with the president tonight out front in Erie. Uh, so, Caitlin, what more are you learning about what happened here, why the president walked out of that interview? Well, Aaron, we're told they were in the room together for about 45 minutes doing this interview, and then the president abruptly ended it and did not want to go on any longer. It was not a mutual agreement to stop the interview there. And then, of course, the president never returned for that taped portion that they were going to do with the vice president. So Vice President Mike Pence taped his own interview separately, and they are not appearing on camera together is scheduled. But the way you're seeing the president lash out, as you just noted, he is on Twitter, Aaron, is really this pattern that we're seeing this pre this week where the president has preemptively gone after the debate moderator for Thursday night. He's also gone after another reporter for what he considered was not asking enough about that unsubstantiated New York Post story. 
And then also these attacks against Dr. Fauci, the sustained messaging that the president is using that is not exactly what his political aides thought was going to be his closing message to voters with just two weeks to go before the election. What kind of loser do you have to be talking shit about someone while you're at a rally with like thousands of people that support that someone and you're calling the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden story unsubstantiated? And what kind of loser do you have to be like these two, you know, damn, is she wearing a wig? I think she is. It's a nice wig. Um, what kind of loser do you have to be to sit there and quote a rhino while claiming that you're like hall monitor of good behavior and political correctness? It's so infuriating. And it's also clearly not what Republicans want to see either, because you're seeing Republicans start to distance themselves from the president and from his messaging. And so this is not what AIDS had pictured, but this is how the president is responding in a way that some people have said is predictable. That, of course, he is going to go after someone like Leslie Stahl, because remember, they did that 2016 interview as well. And the president has really held this kind of grudge against Leslie Stahl since then. But it is on tape. The White House has not released any of that yet. Neither has six minutes. So we'll just have to wait to see exactly what it was that the president's reaction was when he wraps that interview. All right, Caitlin, thank you very much. And out front now, Abby Phillips, CNN political correspondent, Ed Goes, Republican pollster and strategist and former political director of the Republican National Republican Gre Wait a minute. We should listen to better pundits. CNN has really honorable people, you know, that don't talk like President Trump does, that are really, really nice, that are just incredible people. You know, they only have incredible people that work for them. So um, we're going to see um, one of the great people who have also claimed that President Trump should be very nervous with Mueller and how M Michael Flynn should get zero prison time because he's going to jail because he's guilty. Uh, you know, and he's a very, you know, well appreciated pundit. That, they that have. jumped out at me. Uh, one, it, this is talking about uh, Flynn as the person. Uh, they say the defendant's record of military and public service distinguish him from every other person who has been charged as part of the special counsel's investigation. And here's the key sentence. However, senior government leaders should be held to the highest standards. Yes. As we think about how Mueller is going to characterize what went on in the Trump White House, the fact that he is saying senior government leaders should be held to the highest standards, I would be a little nervous if I were the people involved in the obstruction of justice investigation, starting, of course, with the president of the United States. That statement that senior government leaders should be held to the highest standards, I don't think that is just filler material. I think that is a statement of how Mueller uh, is going to approach the remainder of his investigation as he starts thinking about the people in the White House. And, and, and Colonel Peters, that's something you had had essentially said er, earlier that that he should be held to a higher standard given his background. I mean, it, I'm sure books will be written about this, uh, but I'm sort of fascinated with the, the idea of what happened to Michael Flynn. It's sort of what did from going from somebody who was universally described as a operational tactical uh I don't know if genius is the just right word. Just about a genius. Uh, just about a genius in the field to then 
you know, running the, D the DIA and being, you know, said to be not very much of a strategic thinker or a manager, and then leading chance of lock her up, which for a former high. Oh, sorry. That was kind of like, uh, I, I mixed up the videos. I, it was, it was supposed to be two Ben, but I picked the wrong one. Darn it. Right. <laughs> wrong video. of two Ben's. Uh, so yeah, so they've got great people that, you know, decide that they're going to be on multiple zoom calls and touching and feeling themselves because that's what's up because there's a lot coming on that front. Lots of that stuff coming. Lots of it. Lots of it. You have no idea how much lots of it is coming. But I have to say, Tubin, who yanks a lot of things, yanks something out of the air here that I want you guys to listen to because it's very, very interesting. Just listen to this. I want you to just digest this and we'll revisit this next week. Out that the emperor is not wearing any clothes. This memo from Rod Rosenstein is, is says that James Comey was fired for being too mean to Hillary Clinton. Does anyone believe that? Could anyone believe that? I mean, it, it's just absurd. I mean, th 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 that the, suddenly here it is in May of 2017 that he's being fired for a press conference that he held in July of 2016. I mean, this is just the most preposterous pretext. Remember that. Remember that. That Rod Rosenstein's memo had said that they fired Comey, like the recommendation was, because he, because of the press conference he had in 2016. I want you to remember that. That was a slip. I want you to remember that. Now, moving along to more lies, lies, and lies, I want to play this clip for you. This is pretty interesting, what they're saying. Director, Alyssa, thank you. Welcome to the program. It's great to see you. Were yes, you thanks for in, having me. Were you in the room uh, for at least part of that conversation when the press I was taping interview? I was for part of the conversation. And what your, you know, your viewers should know is the president gave 60 minutes, more than 45 minutes of his time. My colleague tried to rap several times. Look, he's the president of the United States. His time is incredibly valuable. Um, and 60 Minutes wasn't happy with the fact that we weren't willing to give them more. I'd also note it's a 60 minute program and they still needed to talk to Vice President Mike Pence, the Biden campaign and Senator Harris. So they have more than enough to work with. And we just didn't think it was a good faith interview. So we're, we're open to considering releasing our version of it. OK, was Leslie Stahl hostile? She was absolutely hostile. And listen, I've got respect for her as a journalist, but this was not how she would question Joe Biden. I think your viewers would be very interested to see the difference when it airs this weekend of the type of questions he gets asked versus how the president is just berated by many journalists. But, but Alyssa, listen, hold on, yeah. hold on. We, when we watch 60 Minutes, if we do, on Sunday night, we get the edited version. It'll be down to what, 12, 15 minutes out of 45 minutes. How well, do we know that we're getting an accurate view of the entire interview? I, I, I honestly think the president has to release the full tape. 
Well, absolutely. And that's the concern with any sort of, you know, sliced and diced interviews. And we, of course, recorded the entirety ourselves. We're open, as the president said, to continue um, to considering releasing it. And we may just need to do that because, listen, this president does not shy away from media coverage. After he did that interview, he sat down for an hour on camera with Eric Bowling to talk to Sinclair affiliates. Then he did an hour and a half long campaign rally open to the press. We're not afraid of answering tough questions. President Trump certainly isn't. But we want to make sure they're accurately represented by the media. Have you got any idea through the grapevine, so to speak, which questions were asked of Joe Biden? Because he was also interviewed by 60 Minutes and his interview will appear edited on Sunday night. Did the grapevine tell you anything about which questions were asked of him? We, we've been made aware of some interesting softball questions. I'll be curious if they, like other others in the media, asked about his ice cream order as opposed to, you know, whether or not he'll stack the Supreme Court, whether or not he's for fracking in Pennsylvania and elsewhere. Um, I think we Hunter? can anticipate. What about Hunter Biden? What about China? I mean, if, if you don't ask him about that, that's not a real interview a week before the election. Absolutely. And, you know, we've got another presidential debate coming up. Um, you know, we hope that Kristen Welker with NBC is going to ask some tough questions of Joe Biden. But if she does it, the president's ready to pose those questions directly to him because the American people deserve to know, especially on this Hunter issue. Was there pay for play? Are there concerns about being, you know, beholden to China in some way, one of the U.S.'s biggest adversaries or competitors? We need answers to these questions. You know, I think you might get added support for Mr. Trump because it's so obviously the deck is stacked against him, whether it's the, the mainstream media, whether it's social media, whether it's the Democrats, doesn't matter, totally stacked against the man. We've lost free debate and we've lost free speech. I think that's an issue very much in Mr. Trump's favor. Oh, I completely agree, Stu. I mean, the fact that he sat down for these openly hostile interviews, he had, you know, Savannah Guthrie last week, this 60 Minutes interview. Leslie Stahl, she is so terrible, and she was terrible. You know, nothing's off the table with President Trump. They ask about his kids, they ask about his businesses, his taxes, and all this other bullshit, right? But they never ask Biden, hey, what did you mean when you told the Ukrainian government yeah you know uh we're waiting i already you know quid pro joe you're not getting it until he's fired what about the 1.5 billion what really happened in lebanon in libya hmm yesterday was the anniversary of we came we saw he died right that was murder with your tax dollars why 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 did he die why did the leader of a nation have to die ask yourself that question why? Why have they told you? And now, obviously, uh, you know, we're not able to see the truth. We're not allowed to know the truth. We can't even discuss the truth because all they want to give us is. If I could turn the page. And time that I'd rearrange just to fail to Close my, close my, close my eyes But I couldn't find a way So I settled for one day to believe in you Tell me, tell me, tell me lies Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies 
lies, lies, lies from these sick people. Lies, lies, and lies. And the thing is, they have so many disgusting skeletons in their closet. So many disgusting crimes that they commit within their own homes. Oh, I know. I've had a member of my family so evil, wrapped around my ankles, didn't see anything. But yet these people do it out in the open and don't care. What are you going to do? That's the vice president. That's the vice president's son. He can take $1.5 billion from China with the drop of an email. Simple stuff. It's all lies, right? It's all, oh, it's no big deal. It's not, oh, it's just a smear campaign, smear campaign. But look who helps them, right? That's right. Big tech helps them perpetuate their message. Antitrust lawsuit against Google today. Finally, they alleged the use of anti-competitive tactics to preserve their monopoly in search and advertising. Senator Josh Hawley has been one of the very few leaders in the Republican Party who has stood strong against the abuses of big tech. Will this suit do anything to stop the censorship and the creeping power of people who are already too powerful. Senator Hawley joins us tonight. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. Well, how do you assess this antitrust suit? It's a very big antitrust suit, Tucker. This is the biggest antitrust case in a generation, maybe in a century. And I have to say, reading that case this morning, reading the case title, United States versus Google, I mean, it just made me want to say, God bless America. That's got to be the most patriotic words that have been uh, written down in a long time, United States versus Google. I hope we'll see United States versus Facebook really soon too. But what's at stake here is our democracy and who controls it. Is it going to be citizens? Is it going to be voters? Or is it going to be big tech? And as we've seen in the last few days, tech wants to run the elections. They want to run this democracy. They're trying to buy Joe Biden with all of the money that they've spent on the Biden campaign. This is about standing up to them and saying, you cannot run America. That is exactly right. Now, we've got two weeks before the election, you know, hoping that one party doesn't control the whole government, that would be a disaster. But it's possible that could happen. It's very possible the Senate could go to Democrats. So in that two weeks, do Republican senators, who are the last hope, I would think, to stand up against these monopolies, plan to do anything to curtail the power of these companies? Yeah, well, it's absolutely vital that the Senate stand up and do something and the Republicans lead the way. And uh, what needs to happen is we need to subpoena Jack Dorsey. We need to subpoena Mark Zuckerberg. We need to bring them in front of the Judiciary Committee and say, what are you doing? What what are are you colluding with the Biden campaign? Why are you suppressing the we don't need to subpoena them to the Senate or to the House. What we need to do is file a criminal case. They are meddling in elections. We don't need to ask them. They've sat in front of us and and smiled. And we had Zuckerberg on his stupid booster seat looking as artificial as possible. We had them on Zoom calls. Oh, no, 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 no. Yet there they are, you know, uh, we'll, we'll play that clip too. They were caught. Yes, they do that. Yes, it's called hate speech. Remember, Shadowgate was removed from YouTube because it was considered hate speech. Listen carefully. Shadowgate was considered hate speech. How was it hate speech? It's called election meddling. It's called colluding with the deep state. And when disgusting humans, if you want to call them human, (laughs) like the Clintons, like the Obamas, like the Bidens, do their thing, They have big tech like this guarding them. You know, when Biden sacrificed his own wife and kid 
for his spot as a senator. It was disgusting. Well, a lot of you are going to be like, well, you know, it's an unfortunate. No, 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 no. We all know. You sell it. It's done. Take a peek into a lot of these powerful people. You'll see a lot of really weird tragedies, too. Weird tragedies. Reporting in the New York Post. Why are you trying to interfere in an election? We also, Tucker, need to pass legislation right now that would change that Section 230, that immunity shield, allow Americans to sue. If you get censored, you should be able to sue. We should hold big tech accountable. And I got to tell you, Republicans have drugged their feet on this for two, for years, mm. years and years and years. Establishment Republicans have looked the other way. That's how tech has gotten powerful. Now it's time to stand up and be counted. It's, it's, it's beyond belief. Do you think that will change? I mean, you work among people who are taking the side, I hate to say this, of Google over their own voters. At what point will they wake up and realize that's wrong? Uh, when voters tell them that it is. I mean, when, right. when voters make clear as they are trying to do, Tucker, I mean, voters are trying to get politicians' attention in every way they know how. The politicians just won't listen. That's what I've found. I mean, tech has bought so much influence on Capitol Hill, so much influence with think tanks and economists and staffers. It is unbelievable. And the voice. Exactly. Why don't you pull up your senators and your congresspersons portfolios? They have to file their financials. Look how many of them have Facebook, Google, Apple, mm, Twitter, Square, <laughs> all of that. Yet they're allowed to do it discriminate just like that because those are their rules. We'll take your rules, put them up your butt and rotate on it. We don't need your rules. And if you can't abide by the laws and you can't do business in America and we'll replace you. Yes, we can. Facebook isn't that big. There's tons of other Facebooks we can have. And the rest of the world will either play on our, our turf or stay out either or they're publishers now period. And that's the way it's going. That is the way it's going because we can't have technology running our nation. That's that's what they need. Technology is the one that runs our nation. Tech, 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 tech. I mean, they're such good, you know, uh, wingmen for the corrupt deep state that they'll push a story that's a lie and push and push it and push it. And uh, Joe Biden made a false endorsement claim from another union group and they called him out. Is anybody talking about that? That's odd because the Boilermakers Local 154 says that that is not true and that they actually endorsed President Trump. So joining me now is the man who was mentioned in that exchange, Sean Steffi, Boilermakers Local 154 Executive Board Trustee. Sean, thanks for being here tonight. So how did you become aware of that exchange? Were you watching it when it happened? And what went through your mind? Um, first, Martha, thanks for having me on the show. And I was at another political function and my phone started going off and I wasn't sure what was going on. And then I realized what happened. I could not believe my, what I was hearing because I'm our political chair on our lead committee. And I know that I was at the Lake Trobe rally with my business manager, John Hughes and a hundred members when we gave President Donald Trump our endorsement out of Local 154 in Pittsburgh. So what do you think he was talking about? He said he sat down with the Boilermakers. Could it be another Boilermaker group uh, in Pennsylvania that is separate from yours? I could not tell you. I know he did not sit down with Local 154. I know that Local 237 in Connecticut, business manager Chris O'Neill endorsed President Trump, and Local 28 in New Jersey, James Chu endorsed Trump.
Uh, other than that, I don't know anyone else that is endorsed, is endorsed, uh, you know, candidate Biden. So when have you reached out to them to clarify this or did they reach out to you uh, to get, a, you know, did you ask for an apology, a retraction, a correction? No, uh, we would just like to know who he talked to because he sure didn't talk to any of us. And uh, I know we've talked to uh, President Trump's staff, uh, staff members, and, you know, moving forward when we gave our endorsement to him. All right. Well, I I'm going to play this because uh, I think, you know, this is a, a little bit based on what you said at the heart of some of the decisions that have been made by uh, unions like yourselves. Uh, this is a back and forth with Biden and Harris on the issue of fracking, which is obviously of great significance in Western Pennsylvania. Watch this. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking in the Biden administration? No, we would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. I uh, make it clear I do not proposed banning fracking. Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. So, I mean, that's a little confusing. That's a confusing message that you heard there. It's real confusing, Martha. And listen, the Boilermakers in Pittsburgh, Local 154, we're fossil fuel driven. We build gas and coal fired power plants. We maintain them. We play a large role in building petrochemical plants like the one in Manaka. We work on refineries, paper mills. So that's our bread and butter. Um, I don't know where Vice President, former Vice President Biden stands on uh, where he is at with fossil fuels and his Green New Deal or crucial framework, he's calling it. But he is flip flopped. President Donald Trump is not flip flopped. He's embraced the fossil fuels. He's embraced our energy, energy independence. And he knows what it takes to move forward in this country with manufacturing. You cannot have manufacturing without a good, reliable electricity generation that's produced by fossil fuels. We got to have. So as you can see, this guy um, did not endorse Biden. He did not back the Joho ticket. And yet Joho ticket said that they were backed by him. See, because they just assume because they're unions. See, the unions are getting a little bit smarter, even though their money's being tossed out uh, into their pockets and lining their pockets. But this is evident of what we knew was coming. This is something I told you on New Year's Day in 2019. AI. AI is one of the biggest threats. This is part of a documentary. I'm only going to play about five minutes. Listen to this. The last 15 years, the standard of living has dropped by 15, 10 to 15%. Um, so that's unusual in a developed world. A one-year decline is a recession. A 15-year decline gives an entirely different sense about the prospects of a community. And so that is common from the Canadian border to the Gulf of Mexico and the middle swath of the United States. Something we're going to do for you guys. These were left over from our suggestion drive that we did. We're going to give them each two. Awesome. I mean, that's going to go a long ways, right? I mean, that'll really help that family out during the holidays. Yes. Well, with the kids home from school, the families have three meals a day that they got to put on the table. So it's going to make a big difference. So thank you, guys. You're this welcome. is wonderful. Let them know Merry Christmas on behalf of us here at the local, okay? Absolutely. You guys are just, just amazing. Thank you. And please tell us. Tell all the workers how grateful these families will be. We will. I mean, this is not a small problem. Uh, the need is so great. And 
I can tell you that it's all races, it's all income classes that you might think someone might be from, but I can tell you that when you see it and you deliver this type of gift to somebody who is in need, just the gratitude that they show you is incredible. We actually know that people are at greater risk of mortality for over 20 years after they lose their job due to um, for, due to no fault of their own, so something like automation or offshoring. Um, they're at higher risk for cardiovascular disease. They're at higher risk for um, depression and suicide. Um, but then with the intergenerational impacts, we also see their children are more likely, children of, of parents who have lost their job due to automation are more likely to repeat a grade. They're more likely to drop out of school. They're more likely to be suspended from school and they have lower educational attainment over their entire lifetimes. It's the future of this, not the past that scares me because I think we're in the early decades of what is a multi-decade adjustment period. The world is being reimagined. This is a supermarket. Robots guided by AI pack everything from soap powder to cantaloupes for online consumers. Machines that pick groceries, machines that can also read reports, learn routines and comprehend, are reaching deep into factories, stores, and offices. At a college in Goshen, Indiana, a group of local business and political leaders come together to try to understand the impact of AI and the new machines. Molly Kinder studies the future of work at a Washington think tank. How many people have gone into a fast food restaurant and, and done a self-ordering? Anyone? Yes? Panera, for instance, is doing this. Um, cashier was my first job. And in, in, uh, in where I live in Washington, D.C., it's actually the number one occupation for the greater D.C. region. There are millions of people who work in cashier positions. This is not a futuristic challenge. This is something that's happening sooner than, than we think. In the popular discussions about robots and automation and work, almost every image is of a man on a factory floor or a truck driver. Um, and yet, in our data, when we looked, women disproportionately hold the jobs that today are at highest risk of automation. Um, and that's not really being talked about. And that's in part because women are overrepresented in some of these marginalized occupations, like a cashier or a fast food worker, um, and also in a large numbers in clerical jobs in offices, HR departments, payroll, finance. A lot of that is more routine processing information, processing paper, transferring data. That has huge potential for um, automation. A so why am I showing you this? Well, the whole point of this shutdown and the new shutdown that's happening, you know, in other countries right now. And you know how Gavin Newsom gave out orders. Thanksgiving, don't get into groups. And if you're into groups, don't take off your masks while you eat and drink. I guess we're all going to be putting holes in them in California. Uh, you know, don't hug, don't kiss, don't share food. Um, keep at a distance. I mean, what are they going to do? Send the Thanksgiving police? <sighs> automation. 
Like I said, Andrew Yang's wet dream. This is exactly what they wanted. No jobs to no fault of your own because of what do they call it? Automation or offshoring. You know, the stuff that Obama and Biden did while they were in office. They offshored everything. Now we're bringing it back and people want to work. I just want to do a job, get some labor in. You know, there's always going to be the need for that human aspect. I mean, they need to be able to code these machines that drop your soap into the little boxes. And when the tire gets stuck on the ramp, you need to go and get it until they're smart enough to be able to replace themselves. Now, using technology to make your life easier is okay, right? But there should be a transition period. There should be a transition period where people can learn and have the skills. There should be trade schools right now. If they really wanted to help the people 10 years ago, they would have had trade classes within high schools, right? 10 years ago, they would have had trade classes in high schools by the government paid for at a public school so that at high school, you could start to learn how to freaking code. That's what they would have done. If they really wanted to help the ever so growing population, but they don't, that was never the point. The point was to create the biggest divide between groups of people, the elites, the 1% and the rest of you, there's not going to be a middle ground. But I have the house and the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids, the dog and the lawnmower. And then the next person has, you know, the, I have three part-time jobs. I can pay my rent and my kids have food in their belly. Guess what? You're all on the same team. Matter how hard you worked, they worked. The next person worked. Doesn't matter. You're not the 1%. And they want that gap bigger. They don't want people that can kind of, you know, sometimes not fly coach and fly private. They want to make sure there's private and coach. There's no, sometimes I could do private too. Nope. You're not allowed because you're a worker. I'm the one you fan. This is where it goes to. And this is the pretentious attitude. I will post a link to the full documentary. It's quite interesting to watch uh, in the chat. So, you know, um, I saw someone talk about lawnmowers. Let me tell you something. Lawnmowers are going to be gone too. They had like automatic, they have automatic ones. Actually the other day, believe it or not, I was skimming through some really old stuff and there was an advertisement I came across where there was an air conditioned 1950s air conditioned sit on mower. Totally random. Anyway, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, with tech, big tech having such a big influence in our nation's direction. And even in the politics, right? Our politics, the way we think, the way we act, the way we talk, the way we interact, they're injected into everything. Imagine that same big tech is going to be in charge of your jobs or whatever else. I mean, think about it. You're shopping for bananas and me, the owner of the Mavericks is shopping for bananas. The machine's going to pick the best ones for me. You're going to get the crappy ones because you're not... Me, I'm the owner of the Mavericks. You're just a, a person. Uh, you know, this is how it is. That is how it is. We have to understand. Uh, we have to understand that the segregation is big, and the only way you can do it is by causing disruption 
within itself. And this is the disruption we're seeing. They're using politics, they're using ideologies, and they are organizing very, very well through the youth. Through the youth, they're organizing. So it's kind of like, yeah, Elysium type elite. That's a great statement. Exactly. And this is what we see. And President Trump is trying to bring back those jobs. There is no shame in blue collar work. Shut up. There is not. Those are actually the best jobs, trade jobs. Most of these people that turn their nose up can't even change a light bulb, let alone do anything else. I'm just saying. Now, Google is actually under pressure right? They're under pressure because this is an antitrust suit. This is no joke. This is some real, real stuff. So, you know, the question that everyone should ask is how come Google doesn't have any competitors? State attorneys generals to join the DOJ's case, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. Ashley Moody, great to have you this morning. Thanks very much for being here. State the case. Tell us where the wrongdoing is in this case. Well, as you know, a bipartisan group of attorneys general have been looking at this for some time. And on both sides of the aisle, people understand that there are concerns when one company has so much economic power and control over a market. And you said it, when you have 90% of a market, uh, when you are controlling what individuals can search, uh, what ads they see, uh, that is concerning not only for consumers, uh, and how that might harm them, but also in terms of innovation and other competitors. So this is a, a historic action. Uh, this will ensure uh, going forward fair competition for years to come, affecting the lives really of all Americans because we know technology touches the lives of all Americans. Yeah, but A.G. Moody, let me ask you, I mean, normally what you want to see in a free democracy uh, in capitalism, you want to see competitors come onto the scene. You want to see somebody come on and say, yeah, I've got a better product than Google. And that's how it works out rather than having big government hand. So here's where the problem lies. So Maria Bartiromo is telling you how Google is one product. Google buys everything. Google falls under ABC now, so we don't call it Google. We, you know, Alphabet Inc. They own everything from A to Z. They buy everything. Instacart, theirs. All these automated things, theirs. This tech, theirs. Car tech, theirs. They have an interest in everything. It's all part of Alphabet. Have you looked at how many companies they've purchased? So when we're going after Google, we're not just going after the search engine the advertiser, right? Because they do dominate everything. We're going after the whole enchilada and that should be brought to everyone's attention. How is anyone going to compete when, with Google when Google buys them? Come in and say, you've got too much power. We're going to take that power away from you. How come we haven't seen competition in this space? What's the problem? Why is it that Google has 90% market share? Absolutely. You are right. You always want to undertake these types of investigations and actions with great concern. You don't want government interfering in a fair competitive marketplace unless, of course, unlawful competitive actions are taken by a company which allow it to have so much influence, so much dominance, where exclusionary agreements are undertaken, where they make pay billions to be the sole provider or the sole um, company that that has technology on devices if you in fact build a moat around your core product and you don't allow others to enter that marketplace because you have 
achieve such dominance. That's where the problem lies. Other countries have already looked at this. It's time that not only in regards to money, think about it, but when you dominate that share, like, for example, people, they get um, demonetized, like from Google ads, right? What do they do? Who are they going to go to? All the ads are dominated by Google. So then they can dictate who and, and who can and cannot make money. That's not a free economy. That's communism. Well, that's socialism. And I've told you, socialism begins with, ah, monopolies. That's the core of socialism. Okay. Core of socialism, look it up, is monopolies. And here we've got a monopoly on your access to information. If we're just referring to Google as the search engine, because there's Google as a phone. There's Google as, you know, um, what else? They've got a market, products. Nest used to be independent. Now it's part of Google. They purchased that. The ring bell, Google. They're all Google now because they bought them. So Google is endless. So the question is, right, when you have so much power, how is anybody going to stop you? Let's be honest. Who's going to stop them? You going to stop them? Is our nation going to stop them? Because I'll tell you what, our nation is one of their biggest markets. If you kick them out and they can't do business here, hence why they have their headquarters in Canada. Pretty weird, right? Uh, Alphabet Inc. Is, is sitting in Canada. But think about it. Think about it. The only way you can put a handle on them is by disallowing them to do business in the United States. This is where... Space Force comes in. This is where Starlink comes in. Hmm. Can you see it now? Can you see how this comes in? Because they're telling you as much as you, as, as, as much as they believe the people can handle, because it's a lot bigger than what they're saying. We do so in America. And as Attorney General of Florida, I'll continue to work in a bipartisan way with Attorneys General and the DOJ to effectively pursue this action. Well, this is a really important point that you're making, Ashley. And if that's the case, that you have evidence, that the DOJ has evidence that they did create this moat around them so that nobody else could come into the market, then Steve Forbes, I assume you agree that something should be done. I mean, Steve, you know you want to see competition in this marketplace, but there is not. Google has 90% market share in search. Uh, that's right. And uh, also, though, I think uh, they're going to have to show the actual harm done to uh, consumers and competitors competitors. Uh, it's a kind of vague right now. I'm sure they have the evidence there to show that uh, illegalities were committed. And also distinguishing what the EU did a few years ago where Google ended up paying a fine and uh, things went uh, so-called back to normal. And I'm wondering whether the AG has learned from what happened with the EU in this suit, what they're going to do differently than what the EU did a couple of years ago. Go ahead, AG. Well, and, and that's correct. You know, a, a lot of folks, again, on both sides of the aisle are saying, you know, we need to make sure that we approach this case to ensure that whether that's through company behavior or through other some, some sort of reformation or structure, we allow other companies in this space that we promote innovation and fair competition. That's the underlying purpose of this suit. That's what we will uh, as we move forward in the litigation and the discovery unfolds, um, that's what we will ultimately look at to determine what sort of resolution will allow more companies into this space. All right. Uh, look at Google. OK, in the news, uh, Google is facing. An Can you guys see how finally someone is stating it? Alphabet Inc. is Google. Can you see it? 
It's Alphabet Inc. You should look at all the companies they own. They own thousands of them. Thousands of brands you never even knew were part of Google. So the question is, how do you stop them? What did the EU do? Absolutely fucking nothing. Google paid them some money and then they said, we'll give you all the information you want so you can be the great Gestapo you want to be. That is what happened. And here's what Google's response uh, was. An antitrust lawsuit from the Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. Details, please. Interesting that we've reversed the one and a half percent rally yeah. that we saw earlier on today. So look, it's official. The Justice Department, along with 11 state attorney generals, are filing antitrust cases against Google. And this has to do with their dominance when it comes to search, where they oversee 90 percent of online searches here in the U.S. And when it comes to ad tech, you know, in order to display your ads on, say, YouTube, you have to go through Google's own tools. And that means they take 30 to 40 cents on every advertising dollar that goes onto their platforms. Yeah. That's a big deal. And also 80% of their moneymaker and their revenue drivers. Now, remember back to Microsoft in the 1990s? That was an antitrust case that took 10 years, a full decade, through different administrations. And some see that happening this time around. But Google does have the firepower. And in the bank, they have $125 billion to fight it. They also have a monopoly. Well, well I would so? call a monopoly. They've got a monopoly on search, just about. Right. 90% according 90%. to this case at the Justice Department. And they've got a real strong hold on advertising. And if they're taking 30 to 40 cents, cents on, on the dollar, on the advertising dollar, dollar that's exploiting monopoly power. They argue there are other search engines out there. It's not their fault that they're, they're superior when it comes to that. You can use yeah. Yahoo. You can use Bing from All Microsoft. True. And also when it comes to advertising, they say they, they and Facebook share about 70% of the online advertising market. So why should they be singled out? I think you'd be hearing about this for 10 years. Yeah. That's the way it goes. All right, Susan, thank you. Yeah, so that's the way it is. Uh, so we've got the president fighting these monopolies, which he did. He fought the AT&T DirecTV monopoly really hard and nobody paid attention. I wrote an article about it in regards to the Dish Network battle. So now we have T-Mobile that just bought out Sprint right after they bought out Sprint. What they do, they're working. Apparently, they're going to be uh, working with China, <laughs> China, China, China. So uh, those were the top news today. Uh, yesterday, a lot happened. You haven't seen it yet, but the clock was right and it did and it did. And you're going to see it now. You're going to see it happen. Now is it happened. Now it comes forward. So that's coming forward. It's going to be pretty interesting what you're going to see and how you must trust God and lean on him. Oh gosh. I, I must learn to say that, but I can say you will all know the truth and the truth in general, most of you that have seen most of the truth, is going to make you so mad, so mad because you know, the, uh, I think it was William James that had said the greatest enemy of any one of our truths may be the rest of our truths. <laughs> what was their truth? that they want power. The rest of their truths are ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Because we can see it. Truth breeds. It is a festering breeding ground of hate. Everybody hates truth. Because you can't 
opine on it. It is what it is. It's, it's like solid gold, guys. It's not obtained by, uh, you know, growth. But basically, by washing away from it all that is gold. That's what it is. And when you go, uh, have you guys seen those people that go uh, out into, what is it, like hunting gold shows that they have and they go into like these creeks and then they take all this mud and then they pour water on it and all the rest goes away and what remains at the end is gold. That's the truth. That's the truth. It does not change. It cannot be... Um, skewed. It is what it is. Sometimes it just sucks, especially when it's not the truth you want. So, um, now that same guy that I, that I love the way he did the land of confusion, I'm going to end with rocket man because, you know, unified Korea is a real big thorn in China's tush. God bless everyone. Tomorrow I'll be off air. But we'll have Friday and Saturday uh, together. God bless. She packed my bags last night, reflight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much, I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a time, it's flying And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man to think I am at home Oh, no, no, no I'm a rocket man Rocket man Burning out his fuse up here alone Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids In fact, it's cold as hell And there's no one there to raise them If you did And all the science I don't understand It's just my job Five days a week A rocket man Rocket man And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man to think I am at home Oh no, no, no I'm a rocket man Rocket man Burning out his fuse up here alone
And I think it's gonna be a long, long time I think it's gonna be a long, long time I think it's gonna be a long, long time I think it's gonna be a long, long time It's gonna be a long, long time. Oh, think it's gonna be a long, long time.